Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. The Charlotte Master Chorale's Chamber Singers will present concerts called Art and Science February 2nd at Christ Episcopal Church in Charlotte and February 3rd at Davidson College Presbyterian Church in Davidson. The concert theme explores the intersection of creativity and design with works by Eric Whitaker, Kurt Necht, Jake Ronstad, and uh, Jocelyn Hagen. Hagen's multimedia symphony, The Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci, is the centerpiece of the concerts. She's a pioneer in the field of composition, creating large-scale multimedia works, electroacoustic music, dance, and opera. The Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci employs a choir, winds, strings, percussion, and images, and uses the latest video syncing technology to bring Leonardo's words and drawings to life. And I'm very pleased to have her here today uh, on Piedmont Arts, along with Charlotte Master Chorale Artistic Director, Kenny Potter. So welcome both uh, Jocelyn and Kenny. Glad to be here. Because this work is really different from what people usually experience and expect when they go to a concert, Jocelyn, is, can you give us a, um, just describe this work for us a little bit? Tell us what it is and, um, and what inspired you to create it? Yeah, well, I guess it's, it's a typical multi-movement work um, for choir and, and chamber orchestra or chamber ensemble. But what really makes it different and stand out is the fact that it has these projections projected above the ensemble or to the side. In different spaces, it looks a little different. What's really neat is that when I decided to do this project, I started conceiving of the music and the visuals at the same time. In my brain, I, I knew what I wanted to see as I was writing the music. I happen to be a very visual person. And I've always really loved dance, MTV, <laughs> from growing up. <laughs> um, just seeing you know music videos where the video really danced along in time to the music. That was always really satisfying for my brain. So it makes sense that you know in my creative life now that I've started to do these pieces with projections in mind, and I've collaborated with some really incredible artists for the Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci, and the visuals are just stunning. I think. And what inspired why Leonardo? Well, I was first approached by the Minnesota Chorale and the Metropolitan Symphony Orchestra here in Minnesota to write a large work. And that was in 2015. I knew I wanted to use this brand new technology. It was created here in, in Minnesota and it's called Mosaic uh, from Ion Concert Media. So I heard of the, the technology first and realized, oh, I want to create a uh, piece of music with that technology in mind. And The Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci is the first large scale work written with this technology in mind. So that's pretty exciting. I know when I was thinking about the subject matter for what this piece could be, I needed to find something that not only had, a, had great content for the singers to sing, great words, but I also needed a wealth of imagery to choose from to make a large work. And I didn't know much about Leonardo's notebooks at the time, but I really, uh, you know, dove deep and um, did a lot of reading and research and found so many inspiring things. So as soon as I kind of uh, realized, oh, maybe Leonardo da Vinci and his notebooks, then it was a very quick, oh, yes, this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm looking for. And I guess for people who aren't familiar with those notebooks, um, they're full of sketches of various things. Um, and he was, you know, not only an artist, but 
an inventor, probably of things that never got made, but uh, sketches of those types of things. And, and then there's a lot of writing, like you said, you were looking for words too, right? Yeah. And his uh, image of the Vitruvian man is one of the most recognized images in the entire world. People from all over the world know that image. And that was really a neat inspiration to also start from as well. And I knew in 2015 that the 500th anniversary of his death was about to come up in 2019. That was when the premiere of this piece was. So on the 500th anniversary of his death. You mentioned the mosaic uh, software. And can you just quickly describe how that is different or you know what what's innovative about that software if you've ever been to a live performance that includes video especially if it's like a movie like i know they've done harry potter and star wars and i took my kids to go see home alone a few years ago with all of those pieces the video stays exactly as it is in in the time uh, that it was created and the music has to fit that time frame. It has to stay locked into the the tempi of the of the piece to stay accurate along with the video, which means that all those musicians are playing with a click track in their ear, which is you know basically a metronome, click click click, which isn't the greatest uh, for musicality. I'm a performer myself, so I know that you know there's there's real magic in live performance. And sometimes things happen on stage in concert that you don't expect um, in a beautiful way. Like, oh, that chord for some reason was just amazing tonight or this little section or whatever. And playing with a click track kind of takes all that fun out of the picture. It doesn't leave the opportunity for musicians to make music in the moment uh, in a beautiful way like that. So this technology allows the music to be the lead in the performance. So the it, the music is what is driving everything else. And the film is kind of live scrubbed by a video technician that sits within the ensemble following the conductor, just like the rest of the musicians. Okay. Kenny, will, will you have that technology for the performances in Charlotte? Yes, absolutely. Including the uh, uh, the person at the computer that will help um, guide it along uh, its way. Well, I wanted to ask you, Kenny, what it's like to um, lead a work like this with this visual element, not something that you normally do. Is it very different to prepare or if you've got a good, you know, technician or, you know, mosaic guy sitting there, is it not hard at all? Uh, I am relying on uh, the technician, and uh, but you can look at it as um, anytime you add a layer to performance, including a visual, you add to the collaborative team. And that aspect itself is just uh, adding on to the team. Uh, yes, I, I definitely want to perform the music with integrity and know that uh, Jocelyn has a, a certain image as far as Tempe is concerned and everything is marked uh, well. So, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not going to go off the rails, but it is nice to know that, hey, if I do want to pull this section a little slower or push it a little faster, that uh, we do have the flexibility, like she was saying. Kenny, I'll just get you to, to describe the images a little bit. We've already established that they they come from the the notebooks. 
like the title says, of Leonardo da Vinci, but is it mostly animated or how does it work? I had the opportunity to see this live uh, a few months ago, and I was struck uh, with how captivating the visuals are. Uh, Jocelyn can jump in at any time, but, but she worked with artists to have this created. Uh, and so, yes, uh, there is primarily uh, animation, but it's, you know, one thing that, that people I think will be struck and, and what they'll recognize, uh, many people will recognize is at the very beginning, uh, you start seeing script and it's Leonardo's handwriting. And this, you know, as, as, as many people know, he wrote backwards for fun. Um, that's the type of brain, he, <laughs> that's the type of thinker we were dealing with. And so uh, that sort of imagery is, I, I just think really beautiful and goes along so well with the music. And then there's uh, other moments where the choir, uh, they're not singing words uh, because we are accompanying uh, the visuals. And then in other places, it's the opposite. When did you decide you wanted to do this work? Uh, it was about a year ago. Actually, I'll give a shout out to the managing director and assistant conductor, Phil Biedenbender, uh, who his sister lives in the Twin Cities. And she saw a performance, uh, Jocelyn. And so that's how we found out about the piece. And uh, then I, I knew that I was going to get to see it at a conference um, uh, in the fall. And so it just made perfect sense to do it. And I guess I should point out, if I didn't already, that this is a North Carolina premiere. That but is Jocelyn, correct. how many times has it been performed? I haven't counted in a while, but I think it's up over 30. And when you consider that it was 2019 with a pandemic thrown in there, that feels like a big deal. It's definitely taking off in a really exciting way. And it's going to be professionally recorded in May. So that I'm very excited about. So it'll be distributed to a much uh, wider audience in about a year, which is very exciting. So is that recording video, audio? What It'll, it'll be both. Yeah, I'm still figuring that out because if you search uh, the notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci on YouTube, you'll find excerpts and like I made movie trailers for the piece. Um, so you can get a little bit of a taste of what you're going to see, but it does not live online yet. And that is very much on purpose. Um, I want people to come to the concerts and experience it that way. That makes sense. I did want to ask you, um, Jocelyn, just to talk a little bit more about being a, you know, a multimedia composer and, and why you like to do that instead of just focus, you know, just being about music or just being about video or, or whatever, what is it about pulling all that together that appeals to you? I think I realized a while back that I really like solving big problems, you know, and this multimedia symphony, I had never created one before. This was my very first time. I'd never collaborated with filmmakers before. I'd collaborated with other musicians and choreographers and things like that, but never with film. And I like stretching limits and asking more of myself and asking more of audiences and musicians. Uh, I think art needs to be pushed. Um, it needs to push forward and try new things. And this technology was a great example of a, a way for me to do that in a, in a neat way. Kenny, do you have any thoughts about, you know, multimedia arts 
as opposed to, you know, you've been living in the choral music world for most of your career. Uh, well, number one, I think that the more, uh, the more senses we can, we can capture uh, in a performance, I, I think we have a better opportunity of, of a deeper and richer experience. And so that, that was one thing that, that really grabbed my attention was the fact that there was, there was a visual element and not only just still images, which I, which I love as well and use, uh, but the fact that it's video images. I think that uh, it, particularly in today's society, uh, if we can marry uh, choral music with visual opportunities, then we need to, to do it. Yeah, I was just going to um, ask either or both of you to, to answer a question about, do you think that this uh, is more important to contemporary audiences to have a multimedia experience? Um, do you think this is something that people expect, are going to expect? I'll go first. Um, I think that uh, immersive experiences are with us and you can see that from the van gogh exhibits uh or uh from other ex other opportunities and this is this is one and there have been examples uh where major symphonies have added images um to concerts and some of them work well and some of them don't and i think it really comes down to the intentionality of the visual artist and that's what i think is special about this piece is that uh, it very much complements the music rather it being a bunch of shapes that really have nothing to do with <laughs> the music itself yeah, there are a lot of pieces out there that are basically collages, you know, where you, the music is doing something and you'll see images, usually static, but kind of going back and forth with other things. And that's that's fine, but there's an interaction that happens with this piece that is so extremely satisfying. And, you know, I should mention that if you want to dig deeper and learn a bit more about the creative process with this and hear a little bit, I did do a TED Talk in 2019, and you can find that on YouTube. I think you can also find it through the um, Charlotte Master Chorale site, too. I think you link to it there or embedded or something. And it is, it's very, it's very helpful for, you know, we, we're sitting here talking about the piece describing it, but it's very helpful to, to go and check out either the trailer or the TED talk to get a better sense of, of what you'll be in for when you uh, go to the concerts. Well, I want to thank you both for taking time to chat with us today. The details again, the Charlotte Master Chorale Chamber Singers Concerts Art and Science are happening February 2nd at Christ Church in Charlotte and February 3rd at Davidson College Presbyterian Church in Davidson. I think both of them are at 7 or 30. 7, 7.30. Yep. So, and I've been talking with uh, composer Jocelyn Hagen, whose work, a Multimedia Symphony, The Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci, is really the centerpiece of the concert. And thank you very much, Jocelyn, for joining us all the way from Minnesota. And I've also been talking to Kenny Potter, who is the artistic director of Charlotte Master Chorale. So thank you both. Thank Thanks you. for having me. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.